Thank you, Songezo. Thank you so much for um, inviting me and giving me the opportunity to come on to SAFM. I want to welcome the listeners back to the Tuesday Takeover. You're going to hear my voice right up until 9 o'clock. And as part of this segment, I have invited two ladies who I look up to extremely. They have been part of the Agenda Woman journey. I've had the pleasure of really having extraordinary women who live a purpose-driven life fueled by the work that they do and the spaces in which they create. They are very intentional about everything that they do. I also very particular in inviting a female entrepreneur and a woman who has risen through the ranks of corporate to offer insights on the opportunity that they see for other women in their respective spaces. So I'm going to welcome on the line Pride Maunaklala and Papamam Dishwa to have a conversation with me around the future of work and the future of Made in Africa for women who are in the creative industry. Pride Maunaklala is the, an executive, a marketing executive at the Foshini Group. Papamam Dishwa is the founder of a brand called Africa, your time is now. Welcome to the line, ladies. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you, Nomdeni. Thank you, Thank you so much for being to be part of this. No, thank you for asking us. So I'm going to jump straight into it. Both of you ladies have had extensive conversations with me around the impact that we all can have as a society in the empowerment of women, and not only the economic empowerment of women, but also the mental uh, emancipation of how we see ourselves in the societies that we exist in. With all this being Women's Month in South Africa, I've had a lot of interviews, and one of the questions that keeps coming up is, what does Women's Month mean to you? It has been really interesting to really dig deep and think about the relevance of this month to my agenda as a woman. And I would like to pose this question to both of you, and maybe starting with Pride, who works for a brand whose tagline is on women. What does this month mean to you? Nomdeni, um, nom, um, Women's Month to us, especially to me personally, um, I see it as the financial year-end review for our, our woman economy that we're building. So, you know, a couple of years ago, we said to ourselves, um, a group of us, that we're actually going to figure out clean ways of empowering ourselves from an economic front. I know that every year, this day, this month, gets marred with the very thing that this country is struggling with, and gender-based violence takes precedence. But our determination has always been to make sure that the economic inclusivity of women doesn't fall behind when the body of women gets damaged in the process. We have to lift both. So to me, it's always the financial year in review of this woman economy. We sit back and we look at how many women we've connected to um, some sort of economic inclusion, how many businesses we've built up, how many businesses we've featured, how many women we've connected to the right people so they can progress. In our corporate environment, how many women we've promoted for good work, how many we've partnered with mentors, and how many we've coached. We check ourselves for those numbers to make sure that we're making progress annually because it's important to actually keep a scorecard at the stage because it stops being just a conversation and it starts being something that's attainable that we can actually progress on in a real way. So we can see the progress, and if we're behind, we ask ourselves those questions. Why are we behind, and what allies do we need to take us to where we need to go? 
I really love your answer, Pride, because it speaks to exactly what Songezo and myself were discussing before the beginning of this conversation, that there is actually a lot of work that is done in the bottom-up approach in how organizations like your, like the, the Foshini Group are looking at how they can empower women economically. Papama, when you think about your space in the creative industry and the opportunities that exist for women to come in, build businesses that don't only exist in South Africa, but through the continent. How has that played out in your environment? And when you think about Women's Month in in context to that space, what does it mean to you every time you come into this month? Um, Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of what what Pride has has said. I echo every sentiment. And I definitely think that it's us being, and the rest of the nation and the continent actually being deliberate in highlighting tangible, tangible being the operative word, actions that will accelerate um, women's economic empowerment. It's so urgent, you know, it's so urgent and it should be the norm that goes beyond Women's Month. It shouldn't just be um, confined to the month of August. It should be the way of life, the norm, you know. There's absolutely no reason why in this day and age that less than 10% of top executives in the Fortune 100 companies are, are run by women in this day and age, when we are the majority um, of the population. And it's especially that research is also proven that companies the female-led, uh, that are female-led often perform much better on the stock market. You know, we're just as capable of leading organizations, mm. big or small. So it needs to be more the norm than an exception and just confined to a month. And it's not just women in top companies, I might add, it's women in political leadership. A case in point is how women who are in charge of countries right now and their response to COVID-19 is a telling sign of that the times surely cannot be sustained. It is 2040. We have to take an ad break. So I propose, Nomdeni, that we take the ad break now, after which you ought to please continue with the conversation with the ladies. After the break, just continue the conversation. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Pride and Papama together with Nomdeni, three women, three power women in conversation in this Women's Month. Stay tuned. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezoma Pepe on SAFM. Welcome back back to the Tuesday Takeover. I am really interested in some of the points that Papama and Pride put forth in this conversation. In consideration, Pride, to the future of work and how it incorporates women, how it explores inclusivity, how it explores diversity, what has 2020 made clear for you around the future of women in the workplace? I mean, for TFG, you currently have your chief financial officer, as a black woman, how does that shift the narrative around how the organization sees their future in relation to their female employees? You know, Namdeni, um, the ability to look at our board of the, uh, our directors and see more than one woman um, represented in a very beautiful balance is already an indication if you are in the group and you are perhaps a junior manager or you're just starting out that there is a trajectory for you and that's where you will go. And I must, I must be honest, the fact that she manages the money, the power, um, <laughs> 
that tells me that her, it's, it's, you're rated on talent, and that's something that's very important. Because whilst it's important to have representation, it's also important that you actually have, um, you can work in the space that you are working in with everyone supporting you because of your talent. So in terms of the future of work, we have to stop romanticizing corporate roles um, as safe spaces for women um, in the body and in the professional. And what I mean is, it, while talking about the professional, it's about looking at the salary, making sure that it actually is even, and not just even in how we, we remunerate and also how we, we create benefits. We already know that we should have benefits for maternity. I'm looking forward to the day I can see a tampon tax as a benefit um, to women in corporate. So really practically looking at women's salaries and how we can start creating that for future trajectory. And some of it comes with transparency, which is we don't talk openly about salaries. I think many companies still have the policy that says do not discuss mm. salaries. I just see that as a barrier not to discuss the fact that you're not mm. paying equally like everyone else. So in the future of work, transparency around remuneration and benefits kind of sort of starts to come into play. On the body side, the reason I say we should stop romanticizing corporate roles is that, you know, ask anyone my age at my level, ask me how many times I've had incredibly uncomfortable sexual advances throughout my career. You know, by the time I get to my seat, I'm already traumatized. So it's not mm-hmm. a comfortable pace for the body. And we always have these policies around sexual harassment. Those need to be taken seriously. If it's so lax in corporate environments, um, then you can see how easy it can be for women to be taken advantage of. And, you know, <laughs> on a different side of the body, I always think, I always walk into corporate buildings um, that have been recently built, and I see how even something as simple as the bathrooms is not equal. Give us bathrooms, people. You know, we can't have the same <laughs> number of stalls as men. How ridiculous is this? You know, every single building I go to, it's such a small indication. It's just a bathroom, but it says a lot about the consciousness around women. What's in that bathroom? Is there space for a woman to change um, to change up? Is there space for a woman who's just given birth um, to actually um, do what she needs to do comfortably, knowing that she's back at the office? There's a lot behind that. And... I think we are very comfortable with the easier conversations around what salary should look like and mentorship and coaching. We're less comfortable in the body area, especially in the corporate environment, around um, you know what should it feel like as a woman's body in a building. Um, and I think those two should come with the future of work. 2020 has shown me that essential work has affected women the most. Um, essential workers are mostly women. Um, when we started opening up uh, to level three, and we said high-touch services such as um, doing your nails done and your hair, it affects mostly women. So we actually endangered the very women we're saying can go out there. So if you think about it practically, women are impacted the most in these areas. And remote work has had tremendous pressure on women, especially single moms who then have kids at home and are still expected to perform at the same rate, if not better, whilst having to do Zoom calls and educate their kids. There's a lot of thinking around flexibility that we need to actually take into account for women. But that's not to say it's the woman's job to have um, to take care of children necessarily. And I'm hoping that some of this lockdown behavior has allowed families to have honest conversations about responsibility and accountability. But for many corporates, we've had to really pivot ourselves around how we create better flexibility for those women who need it. And not because they're women, but because we had excluded it upfront and those concessions have been provided for in many cases.
You know, Pride, I really love the tone that you bring forth uh, when you say there is a consciousness around women that we need to have as a society. And this doesn't exist only in public spaces. We know as entrepreneurs, and I sit in that space with Tama, that we do have challenges around access, you know, whether it's access to funding, whether it's access to um, the end consumer, there are multiple barriers that women face. But also, like Papama, we are working through optimists around how we can start to navigate the space and find tax system that we need to accommodate us. I has done an incredible job in building a brand that spoke to a community beyond just, beyond just South Africa, but founding an angle that really starts as the Arctic continent in, in a Before you answer that, let me just quickly interject. For those who want to participate in this conversation, we have all of just shy of 10 minutes left. 0614104107, that's a WhatsApp facility. Voice note and messages there. The WhatsApp facility is available. Please contribute there. Of course, we enjoy calls 0891104207. Before you answer that, um, Papama, please, let's just take a short break while we fix the line again. Nomden, it's doing the most. So everybody stay tuned, please. We'll be back right after this. And immediately when we do come back, Papama, you can just launch into your response. Thanks, everybody. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Papa. Hi. So, um, for me, Nandini, I think that it, it starts with um, the individual. And, and, and in this case, we're referring to the individual female entrepreneur. It starts with them believing that um, they can do it. Um, I, I, against what you know, what you've been fed growing up, depending what generation you've been growing up in, but just believing that you can do it. It, it all starts with it. That's a very, very good foundation. And um, I think also, for me personally, I've had a plethora of women who have been so, so pivotal in in my success. They, some of them, have held me in prayer. Some of them have opened doors for me. Some of them have um, supported my business, been so deliberate in supporting the business. And that gives me no um, choice but to pay it forward. Um, and, and just the, the deliberateness of being, you know, we're going to support you because you're a female-run company uh, and a female-started uh, company who also employs other females in the business. And over and above the people that we employ, we're also very deliberate in having um what you call it, interns, because there's something to be said for experience that you don't get at school. So we're also very cognizant of the fact that we need to to provide those fresh out of school or those who ordinarily wouldn't have had the opportunity to to work for a company that's uh, local, 
in 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 birth, but global in vision, just to kind of see how what it takes to build um, a, a company that has a footprint all over the world, and so that they can also then use that in their dreams, in their companies that they're going to start or, or their future. So it's 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 about being deliberate, being believing in yourself, and being deliberate to pay it forward. Because I've had a plethora of women, as I said earlier on, who have helped me and shaped my journey. So, um, you know, the fact that there are a bunch of women, contrary to popular belief, women that believe and who believe in the fact that a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. Gone are the days of being the only woman Mm -hmm. sitting on this board. Gone are the days of being the only woman in whatever situation. We need to, 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 to pay forward. We need to open doors, many a doors, or help others build homes that will have doors. Um, it's the only way we're going to change the status quo. It is the absolute only way to create those We have five minutes ourselves. left of this conversation. Um, I, I wanted to quickly, just in summary, to what uh, Papama and, and, and Trident have explored in, in this conversation. It is evident, and that's what, for me, was the intention in bringing this conversation forth, that there is a lot of movement, particularly championed by women in their different spaces, to see an evolution in how we see ourselves and how we show up in society. And with the last four minutes, I want to give Pride and, and Papama two minutes each to just respond to my final question. And I think with Papama, she's kind of touched on some of the work that she's doing on the ground as um, Africa, your time is now founder. You know, it is discouraging set was shared at the World Economic Forum in 2019. And the step reveals that the current rate of change, it will take us 99.5 years to achieve gender equality. This is one of the many reasons that I believe we need everyone to include women empowerment as part of their agenda. For both of you ladies, in maybe one minute each, how have you decided in your own capacity to participate in this agenda, whether that is through personal mentorship, through employment in your workspaces? How have you become deliberate in making sure that in your own personal journeys you make an impact in how women are seen in the next generation and the next generation? And maybe, Papama, you can start first. You had mentioned already some of the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's being very deliberate in working with female-run companies. Not to say that guys can't do it, but just because we need to bridge that gap. Because when we have women that are included in the economic participation it's better for everyone, men and women. So being delivered from people that we, our suppliers, um, uh, people that we employ on the comp- in the company are female. We go out of our way to find female talent and good female talent, not just because they're women, but pe- women that are excelling in what they do. And it hasn't really, um, it hasn't failed us so far. Pride? Um you know, very similar. We've got um, across our stores many women, so we make sure that internally we are clear on what the women internally need. Um, we also definitely supply chain. That's where we need to connect women to the business so that they can supply for you. Advocate for women. If you see someone and you can't do something for them immediately, connect them with someone who can. Take the time to actually do that. Therefore, paving the map where everything is connected. And definitely... Um, pushing for mentorship and not just um, leaving women to then start on their own, but actually deliberately make sure that the mentorship can be supplied for and people can lean on it for, um, to make sure that their success is actually solidified. 
Thank you so much, ladies. I mean, beyond everything that we've discussed, Songhezo, I don't think there is a better way for women to demonstrate that they are involved, they are invested in seeing the progression of women in society. Mm. You know, you yeah. asked me earlier what I think Women Month should stand for, and it is exactly this. It's the reminder that the task is big, but it is necessary, and we all need to get involved. So thank you so much, Papama. Thank you so much, Pride, for joining me in this conversation. I hope it was really fruitful for everyone that listened so that they feel empowered to make change in their spaces as well. Thank you. Thank you. Have a very good Ladies, thank you very, very much. That was a very exciting and I do appreciate that. Go well. Let's continue the conversation now as we wrap things up, Nomden. I, I think what is clear, what is very clear, and we have a couple of voice notes that we are going to play now, just as soon as the producers let me know, we have two. So, the, the, the economic question is inseparable to the development, the emancipation and the enjoyment of total freedoms of any given society, women especially, more especially in the most unequal society that South Africa is. How then do mm. we integrate all of these? They're not even competing. These are complementary interests, granting of freedom, mm. economic participation, political participation, and the freedom to be safe wherever you are. The importance of all of these things dovetailing for the progression of all members of society. And in this instance, the bias towards women. How important is that? It's so important, Songhezo. You know, I always say, there's always the question when you, when, when, when I started uh, Agenda Woman and that I often come across even to this day around, do we need another woman society or another woman gathering or another woman seminar? And my answer is always yes, because I can tell you, Songhezo, I am not sure that I would, I would brand myself as an activist because I know the area where I am most impactful. And the area where I'm most impactful is in conversations like the one that we had today with Pride and Papama. We need an activist who's going to go on the ground and really champion a movement where people are going to march to the union building. We need a woman who is a politician who's going to sit and start another organization that speaks to the politics around how women are seen in different countries. We need all of this collaborative work to really galvanize a bigger movement. No one can do it on their own. So it is critical sure. and so important that we do this. Let's play a couple of voice notes with the hope that there will be time on the other side of these for you to respond. Good evening, Songhezo Mapek. You know, this gender-based violence, until the government has got a policy and that policy must be implemented, it must be drafted in such a manner that whoever the way men talk to women, this sort of culture, especially in our black communities, they hide behind, no, it's our culture has been there. This culture, cultural thing, it has to be under scrutiny. It has to be scrutinized. Now you have Contralesa, who has not been vocal about these killings with all these chiefs and these initiation schools. What are they teaching these children? Because some of these things, as much as they claim to be secretive, we know what is going on. Some men who are brave enough, they are talking and they can tell you that things that are happening there, they are really inhumane until we can arrive at that so that it is clear. Um, Vuyele from Port Elizabeth here. Um, as much as the government, the South African government may throw money 
at um, this pandemic, which is not a new pandemic. It's a pandemic that has been there. It just gets stronger per generation, per wave of a, a, a generation. It gets stronger. We need to reassess um, family planning, family values, and go back to thinking when the family foundation was stronger, the family teachings had tangible moral um, value to them. We need to go back to that time for family planning. Stefan Sankara Marks on our Twitter page goes on to say, I don't know if this will work, but top down hardly works. Never seen a tree grow from the top down. Your response to these couple of voice notes and Stefan over there, please, Nomdeni, one minute. You know, I think all of them are, are, are so powerful, and that's why I, I always emphasize that we need a collaborative effort. You know, if we always say top doesn't work, then we wouldn't find ourselves in a position where we do have executives who are men who are benefiting of the EE. Whether it is happening correctly or incorrectly, the implementation of the politics created the movement. And the importance of policy so good, so that it initiates the movement. People have to be better, and people need to be held accountable from the top down. So all of it matters, and none is more important than the other. However, at any given point, we need to see what is the next move now. And for me, there's a lot of work going on in the ground. We need the top to come and meet us halfway. Fantastic. Let's go to the news break now. Just a reminder, we are in conversation with our guest this evening, who is the takeover guest, so to speak, on Tuesdays, of course. It's now an institution on the viewpoint, Ms. Nomdenim Daki, who is the founder of Agenda Woman. Please have a look at her website to basically get into the issues that she deals with, because you can tell from her voice she's very passionate about the total emancipation of women. Of course, for now, it's time for you to get information in terms of the country in which you live. Good evening, Grechos. It's 21 on the dot tonight.